Welcome back to another round of The Fifth Down. My name is Mitch Hill. With me is my good friend and co-host, Bennett Hughes. Bennett, how are you doing? Mitch, we're doing good on this fine Sunday morning. Great Tigers win yesterday, covered the spread. Unfortunately, though, I, I think everyone in, in Tiger Nation is is wondering about the health status of Kelly Bryant. That may actually be the bigger storyline from this game. Yeah, I was going to say, um, did you get out of that game healthy? Yeah. Um, you know, you never know with <laughs> with how that play looked. Just a complete cheap shot. I think we'd both agree. Um, initial reaction from KB looked looked awful. He was able to walk off on his own power and then ultimately doesn't come back in the game and, and is gone the rest of the second half. Yeah, that was interesting to me. I mean, like, he didn't come back, so... But then you read the clippings after the game and everything like that, the players, they didn't seem all that nervous about it, but also you don't want to uh, tip your hand either. So I guess we just have to wait and see. I mean, the only thing that I've heard is that like it's not conclusive like results or anything like that. But I think we might be looking at how he, he misses next week. Yeah, and it's one of those things. I, I fortunately have never gone through an injury like that, but you hear a bunch of stories. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the pros. Um, I think of like Carson Wentz recently, guys that are able to walk mm-hmm. off on their own power, seemingly not that they're fine. And then it comes out that the ACL is torn. Obviously, we don't want to go there, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where, of course, in a game like that, playing against a group of five team, we're up by 30, 40 points. And that happens. Um, kind of just a dark cloud over the game. But but overall, I mean, if we want to get to the actual meat and potatoes of the game, great game by by Mizzou. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mizzou played really well. It's just a, it's a shame that all you're going to think about is how KB exits at, at the end of the first half, pretty much. And it's not even a case of, like, you're leaving your starters in too long. It's still the first half. Like, it's just uh, – it's an unfortunate thing. But, I mean, Mizzou – once again, looks really good, so it's looking like that Wyoming game was a fluke. Um, I think we can say that at this point. And that defense is looking really, really good. Definitely. I texted you, like, leading up to the game. This is just one of those games coming off a bye. We, we know Barry Odom's track record with the byes. Had, before this game, mm-hmm. had never won a game coming off the bye in his tenure at Mizzou. Uh, Troy, if you look at their schedule, they hadn't played anybody, you know, worthwhile but they put up a lot of points past few years they've beaten lsu they've beaten nebraska we knew they weren't going to come in you know phase intimidated i saw in the first couple drives their guys were talking smack to our guys um talking trash so you knew they were not going to be intimidated um in my head just knowing mizzou from from old total trap game um Mm -hmm. so for us to come out completely cover the spread shut them down on defense like you said Defense is playing lights out. Um, Walters is, is dialing up some great play calls. The guys are inspired. Um, really, really good to see. And Kale Garrett, I mean, he continues to just be make a case for maybe even conference like defensive player of the year. I mean, he's playing lights out. That interception he had, like that one-handed grab and everything, not the pick six, I think, the one the other one or something or whatever. He almost had yeah, two that's what picks, I'm yeah. about a, a yard or two short of having what would have been four touch defensive touchdowns on the season. Un- unbelievable game from him. Um, he continues to just, yeah, like I said, make a case for conference defensive player of the year, which would be a huge kind of feat for someone who wasn't really recruited out of high school. And Odom kind of gave him a last minute add to the Mizzou squad, and he's 
turning into be that center point of the defense. Yeah, give him some Heisman That's votes. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, come on now. <laughs> um, yeah, and Barry, Barry Odom after the game even said he, he's the heart and soul of our team, and as he goes, we go. And <clears throat> I mean, he is. I was watching some post game on the SEC Network last night, and Gene Chizik was breaking it down, showing our 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 blitzing schemes and how we disguise coverage on both of those. I mean, it was like he was acting like he was going to rush and then drop back into coverage. And, I mean, just read the quarterback's eyes and just made an unbelievable play on, on both of those. Um, and we haven't seen form tackling like this from, I think, our entire defense since the, the Kintrell brothers I, uh, Absolutely. I mean, they're like, – like we were saying, I mean, that Wyoming game just kind of looking more and more in the, in, the pa- in the rearview mirror and you're not even thinking about it anymore. It looks like that was something that wasn't actually who this team was. It just looks like it was a weird kind of – weird way to start the season on the road at Wyoming. It's just looking like a fluke, I would say. Yeah, here's a stat for you. So I, I don't – I tried to block out just the memories of that game and I, right. you know, set fire to the, the box score afterwards. So I really don't know. All I know is Mizzou got gashed on the ground in that, mm-hmm. in that game up in Laramie. Since then, in games against West Virginia, SEMO, South Carolina, and Troy, the opposing team has rushed 119 times for 147 yards. That's 1.2 yards per carry. That's that's unbelievable. Um, and I, I believe right now, depending on who you look at, we are number two in the nation in, in – ru- or excuse me, we're in the top ten, I believe, in rush mm-hmm. defense. So great turnaround there. Yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, yeah, it's Walters has got it dialed up. Odom's got his guys listening to, to the team or to the coaches and everything like that. But, yeah, all in all, I mean, it was just a really solid game for Mizzou. I mean, you had Nance make an incredible play to make that touchdown that kind of – um. I believe that put the score 21 to seven in the first quarter. And so that was a huge play by him. Um, it was good to see kind of Nance have that explosive play that everyone's kind of been waiting for. And then you also, I mean, hello, Cam Scott. How are you today? Like, I mean, great game from him. Five catches, 88 yards, 49 yard, 49 yard long. I mean, it was good to kind of see Nance and Scott and two of the receivers kind of get going a little bit. And Albert O with an acrobatic catch there in the mm-hmm. corner of the end zone. I mean, we, we've known this all along. We've got playmakers. It's just who is going to be the go-to guy. Um, right. And, and we see Nance. I think he and Kelly are really – they've developed some good chemistry together. Obviously, Albert O in the, in the red zone, I mean, is a, is, a, is a matchup nightmare for the opposing team. Right. He's going to be playing on Sundays. Um, yeah, it's just, like I said, who is – who is going to be the most consistent down the stretch will be will be interesting to see. I think if I have one kind of thing that I was disappointed that I've been disappointed in thus far is I still am kind of looking for that big huge game on the ground from Roundtree or Beatty or someone like that. I mean, Roundtree had nine yard, nine carries, fifty six yards, and a touchdown, which is really good. And obviously, he was pulled early because this game got surprisingly super chippy, but um. It's just I'm waiting for that kind of 180-yard game or, you know, a 150-yard game, and it's just – it hasn't come yet. And I don't know if that's on the line or if that's on the running back that's seeing it. That's my only thing that I can really say that I am looking for from this team right now. Yes, and it's one of those things where we say we really didn't need him to, to you know, be that effective on the ground. It was a kind of yeoman's work game. Um, but – that something, yeah. I mean, we we've seen games out of in the past. I, I think of the Oklahoma State bowl game last year where he just goes off. We really haven't seen that 
just yet. Um, I, I think as we get into conference play and right. we play higher caliber teams and, and ball control and time of possession becomes more of a factor, um, I think you'll see him get more snaps and um, I think you'll see that come. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, yesterday, other than that, and I would say maybe some, you know, I think McCann had a missed field goal. Other than that, you're kind of nitpicking, but, um, you know, really no points in the second half. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had our second team guys right. in. Um, yeah, it, which as they should have. I mean, as Troy was they just pulled everyone. starting to get some cheap shots in. Um, but right. all in all, just a, a really clean game. And I think the biggest thing, you know, we talked about Barry Odom's record coming off the bye. He, he was getting a lot of heat earlier in the year from that if you you know if you listened pregame they prepared in the bye week like mm-hmm. they're actually playing a game um and so the fact that he has it, it seems like as a coach he is yep. learning from his mistakes um i heard on on the radio broadcast yesterday every i believe it's every thursday they practice with wet footballs for games just like this um you know they probably the South Carolina game last year in the monsoon, oh, nice. they probably learned their lesson from that. Um, you know, we saw Troy's quarterback yesterday <laughs> having problems with the football. They had multiple fumbles, bobbled snaps. We really didn't see that yesterday from our side of the ball, mm-hmm. other than a few errant snaps from a backup center. Um, but just all in all, the coaching staff is, is learning on the, uh, not on the fly, but they're, they're making adjustments and, and the players are really buying in. Right. I think that's a huge thing for a coaching staff. Like, I mean, you have to – coaches get so in their ways, like this is what I'm going to do, this is how I do it, and they don't change. But the fact that they've kind of seen that there's an issue with coming off a of bye week and everything like that, and they've kind of – they've adjusted to that and made changes. That shows real maturity and real just like, you know, leadership from the coaches being like, we're not perfect, our ways aren't perfect, so we're going to change them as we see fit. And we will make sure all we can do to make sure we get a win every time we go out. It's a really good thing, I would say. Um, going back to kind of how there weren't any points in the second half or anything like that, um, I think it was super telling that um, Troy took their quarterback out right after KB went out. Like they just took him, they put in the backup. I think it was like, uh oh, we might have. Um, that might have been a cheap shot, and we don't really want to do that because we're not going to get into this game, even though they were kind of doing the late hits the entire game. That's Yeah, that's a telltale sign that they know they're guilty. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, the guy that had the shot on KB, I mean, he looked like he was laughing on the sidelines. Yeah, least. number 94. Yeah, seemingly very, very classless. Um, and, and then – I think I read somewhere Odom and this in this coach for Troy know each other decently well. Maybe they do some some camps in the off season, but there was a, a longer than usual exchange between the head coaches after the game, and, mm-hmm. and one of those things where it looks like it looked like their coach was was seemingly saying, "Hey Barry, I, I know my guys in the wrong. I'm 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 really sorry about that." So, which is good. We need to see. I mean, you need to see that because, like we said, it just was not a. It just it made no sense why this game got chippy. It really did not, and it did. It got super chippy. It's like it was – I understand when you're getting your head caved in by a team and everything like that, you want to kind of – you want to show some fight and everything like that. But at the same time, like there's a fine line between show and fight and just being kind of irresponsible with what you're doing. Completely. Um, and 
at the end of the day, good to get get the, the second stringer some experience because, as we know, in a long season in the SEC, um, there's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be people that go down with injuries and depth is going to mm-hmm. be huge. And so getting some, some second stringers in there with some experience, I think, is, is going to be good down the road. Dog yeah. running in some berries. Um, yeah, good to see. I think um, we just we have to touch on it just in case that the Kelly Bryant news is, you know, worst case scenario, what a Taylor Powell kind of offense is going to end up looking like from this team. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his numbers yesterday, very tough, obviously just sprung into action there. Six of eight, 57 mm-hmm. yards, no touchdowns. Um, a guard yes, game plan, yes. I would say. He's a guy where, I mean, he had a, a very good high school career, uh, I believe. He's a Gatorade Player of the Year yes. at Fayetteville High School there in Arkansas. Um, had a couple other Power Five offers, so we know he's talented. He just doesn't have a lot of experience in college. I think if he does, in fact, start next week against Ole Miss, I mean, he's more of a game manager. They're really going to try to dumb down the offense, limit the turnovers. Um, right. I don't think he's a guy right now in his career that he's going to throw a lot of guys open and make a bunch of dynamic plays. But I think he still has the ability to, to move an offense down the field and, and you know, not, not do anything stupid. I think he's a, he's a player. Right, yeah. I, I mean, it's looking kind of like, it's weirdly enough, it's kind of looking like the situation Chase Daniel's in. And Chase Daniel is in, in Chicago. It's kind of like, you. it looks like you might have a world-class defense and everything like that. So basically go in, go into the game, get some scores, but also don't ma- – don't do anything stupid and, or, you know, not smart. Sorry, stupid's a harsh word, but don't do anything dumb. And then um, just kind of go out there, manage the game, and win the game. And I think that's what you can ask for from Taylor Powell at this point, is that if KB is out for the foreseeable future, that just manage the game and let that defense kind of carry you. Exactly. We touched on it. We've got enough weapons on offense to to really help him out. It's not like the cupboard is bare there. Um, mm-hmm. he actually went to high school with Barrett Bannister too. Um, so you wonder if like they've got a great connection okay. between the two of each other and, and you'll see him get more catches. Um, but I mean, like, a yeah, yeah that, might, that might be a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I won't be mad if that, if it turns into that. Um, but I think, you know, I think Taylor Powell is, is definitely capable of stepping in and, and against, you know, it's not like we're playing the, the top tier teams of the SEC upcoming. We've got Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Kentucky on the road. Always tough going on on the road in that environment. But um, you know, right? I, I think he he gives us the opportunity to win. Yes, I, I I think I think should we have to see him in a more full time capacity? The sky is not falling by any means. Um, it sucks, obviously that this Kelly Bryant news is kind of just hanging over everyone's head. And like, I mean, it's hard. It's sucks whenever there's a nice 42 to 10 win. And like, all you can think about is the bad news because there is bad news coming from this game. And it's just kind of, it's, I mean, it is football. Everyone gets hurt. I mean, look at the NFL right now. Like every, everyone's hurt. There's people getting carted off the field, starting quarterbacks are out left and right. I mean, it's just, it's kind of part of, it's kind of part of the game, but, so you have to kind of next man up mentality. Yeah, well, I just uh, obviously we we are our thoughts and it was Kelly. Obviously, I mean, he gave up a lot, transferred to Mizzou. Um, really, still has NFL hopes in his future. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, for a season ending injury or, you know, prolonged injury to come about, I mean, it would just be absolutely terrible, especially in given the circumstances of where that game was at, um, you know, would just be absolutely crushing, not only right. um, to him, but to the fan base as well. But um, stay in glass half full, Mitch. I mean, the Missouri Tigers are, the Missouri Tigers are 18 yeah, and cool. seven you do in that. their last 25 games. <laughs> Barry Odom just won a game coming off the bye for the first time. The defense, you know, I, I will say this. I'm still huge. West Virginia has looked has looked a lot better since we played them. Um, they look like chopped liver when, when we took the field against them. Um, I, I still don't know how good South Carolina is. So, you know, I, I don't think we truly have played any, you know, great teams yet, but you got to play the teams that, that are on your schedule. And, and, and since right. the first game of the year, I mean, we've been lights out. Exactly. Um, and so, I mean, you got to be, you got to be happy with, with where we're at as a program right now, regardless of the, of the KB situation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's trend. Everything's trending in the right direction and it's, it's yeah, everything, it's all positive news outside of that little dark cloud that's kind of hovering, but I'm cool with going half, glass half full. I like that view. Um, we'll circle back to Mizzou here in a second, but we do have to recap other games and kind of, you know, get people in touch with what they might have missed because they were so locked in on that Mizzou game. So around the league, uh, on Friday, the national champions uh, went down to uh, Cincinnati and lost. So you just hate to see that. Absolutely hate to see it. And Cincinnati had some Twitter. Conference? Some fun on that one. They did. They did. Uh, people need to go check that out. Um, <laughs> Absolute just troll job of UCF. Oh, it's great. Um, yeah, I just I'll you get you need to go check it out if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Go to go to the the Bearcats Twitter account. But how about the American Conference? I was just I was just curious. I was looking at UCF schedule. I mean, there are potential other losses on that schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, American Conference is is playing pretty good right now. Uh, Tulane is playing some good ball. Yeah, the wave. Uh, the Temple is not bad. <laughs> SMU, I think they might have lost last. No, SMU, they, they won were... in three overtimes, but they, you know, Holy against cow. Tulsa, yeah, three overtimes. Wow. Yeah. So they're ranked. I mean, UCF. It's like for all that talk that they should be Power Five and in a college football playoff team, they've lost two in a row to you know decent teams. To, to, yeah. So. You gotta you gotta back up that talk a little bit. So yeah, really really bummed to see that um, Josh Heupel's <laughs> team going down there. <laughs> and then you got um, you got KU. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma by twenty five. Uh, Jalen Hurts continues his little quest for the Heisman, and uh, Lincoln Riley looks like he's trying to get uh, go three for three on QBs with in the Heisman. Gosh, unreal. <laughs> uh, KU was actually winning that game early on. Too. That was a weird KU start. Was- it was. I think OU was was sleepwalking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they uh, maybe they partied with Snoop uh, after uh, <laughs> KU's little basketball. What a look! Uh, inter- yeah, entertainment deal. Um, but did you? Uh, yeah. Did you see in that? Did you see that game because it was delayed by weather? The uh, lone shot of the fan, the KU fan that was like knitting in the stands. You could just feel the electricity in the air with that one. That was unbelievable. That's that might be one of my favorite favorite images of all time. Oh, it's great from football over the years. That was that was unreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, talking about OU and just like the Heisman race in general. I mean, things are heating up. Mm-hmm. You got Jalen Hurts playing well. 
Justin Fields. I, I we were we weren't throwing shade on Justin Field and Fields in Ohio State a couple weeks ago in our on our last episode, but mm-hmm. we were kind of saying who have they played? Right. Since then, obviously Nebraska is overrated. Right. Um, yes. But they just they cut through Justin Fields and Ohio State cut through Nebraska like a knife through butter a couple weeks ago, and then they just steamrolled Michigan State last night. It was a good night. team. Yes, they. I mean, they're they're rolling. Tua is Tua. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone coming into the year thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be like yeah. the guy. He's like number four or five on the list right now because Joe Burrow is balling in the Bayou He's right balling. now. Oh yeah, and then you got Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin. He is yeah. a stud. And and I mean, and people also threw out uh, Justin Herbert at at mm-hmm. Oregon. He's kind of an afterthought. So I mean. We got an interesting race heating up, and hey, throw Kale Garrett in there. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They, Let's things get, get interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it, it's uh, the Heisman race is going really is interesting. I mean, we talked about it, you know, the whole LSU thing. All I've needed is a quarterback, and it looks like they've got it. And it's kind of a terrifying team when they do have a quarterback. Um, staying kind of in the SEC, Auburn does what Auburn does. Um, you know, kind of loses that big game. And uh, Florida's looking kind of good now that uh, now that Kyle Trask is running the show. Dan Mullen's got that uh, that defense rolling, which is interesting to say because right. him being a, an offensive mind. Um, but that that is something to 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 keep watch. They're mm-hmm. they're in the midst of beginning the toughest stretch of any team in college football as far as schedule goes. I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's like they play three or four top 15 teams in a row they go to LSU next week that's probably the game of the week and then they have uh, at South Carolina but then against Georgia as well so I yes mean, yeah yes yeah, so that's a tough stretch for sure um and and Trask looked like he may have gotten injured yesterday too so oh, I, I, I don't know what's going on there's like some plague with the starting quarterbacks uh yeah. the FTC East right now um must be something in the water but okay. um yeah, it, one of those things, too, where I think that was just Bo Nix, true freshman for Auburn, first time really playing in that hostile of an environment, college mm-hmm. game day. He really didn't look like himself, looked like a true freshman out there. And in Florida, the quarterback play is not by any means elite, but they've got enough athletes on that team, and they've got a great defense that they're ultimately able to, to win that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that was that was kind of a – it's going to be a tough game for Mizzou, I think, whenever Florida does come in town. But I still think Mizzou can beat Florida. I just I don't. I think Mizzou is Florida's number for whatever reason and everything like that. And I'm not too afraid of them, but it's something to kind of keep an eye on because they're they're getting rolling a little bit, and it'll be interesting to see how they do at LSU um, and then against Georgia as well. So um, Georgia, by the way, blew the doors. Sorry, well, uh, Georgia blew the doors off of Tennessee. They did. If you watch that game in the first half, though, Tennessee was hanging with them. Um, another true freshman actually had a couple mm-hmm. great touchdown passes. This is a third stringer for Tennessee, right? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, one of those games where, you know, Georgia, not tough to get up for that game, but, uh, no. I mean, kind of a slow start, ultimately blow them out in the end. But, um uh, as a Mizzou fan, if you're watching that game, encouraging to see a Tennessee team that has just been absolutely depleted. They got guys transferring out of that program left and right. Yep. They got off the field issues. Um, they actually came out and played pretty dang well against Georgia in the first half. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I think you would think that the Georgia, obviously that game in, in Athens is going to be a loss, but I think with a healthy Kelly Bryant, knock on wood, he gives us a chance to, to actually, you know, be in that game and, and possibly do something. Yes. You never know. You yes. never know. We're, we're, Absolutely. The fact that we're still even able to say that and we have the ability to, to say that the SEC championship game is, is still somewhat a possibility um, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. Still waiting on those darn sanctions, though. We'll, yeah, we'll, they'll, they'll come. God, we'll get the ruling eventually. Um, other than that, kind of in college football is a little bit uh, is kind of chalk. Um, the only hope the Pac-12 has now, for sure, on the college football playoff is uh, is Oregon at this point with that one loss to Auburn. But Washington got beat by Stanford, so I think the Pac-12 they want to get in the playoff. It's all it's all on Oregon and Herbert, basically. Pretty much, um, yeah. The Pac-12. I feel like they're just they're eating eating each other alive. Um, mm-hmm. Colorado lost. They've had a couple big wins. Then they lose. Cal was ranked a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know they've lost like two in a row. Um, just a just a wacky conference out there. UCLA had a big win, and then they just have fallen off. Um, yeah, that that game that was my for the record that was my Pac-12 after dark game and it did not. Work yeah, out. the the fighting Chip Kelly's yeah. um, just they, shot out. They let me. Yeah, down. they shot out of a cannon a couple weeks ago against Washington State and then have just you know laid eggs the past couple weeks. But yeah. mm-hmm. um, Big Ten football, man, it's like watching paint dry. Uh, it's 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 Michigan. Horrid. It is so. I slow. mean, you got a quarter, a dynamic quarterback like Shea Patterson who can run and pass, and mm-hmm. you're only putting up ten points a game. I mean, Iowa. I think I saw a stat. That's the first time they've only they've put up less than seven points in a game in like twenty years. It's just like I could I couldn't yeah, watch a, that what game. What an electric and, game! You know, that's a top twenty matchup. One of the few that was on yesterday, and I I couldn't watch it. Oh yeah, it was it was miserable. terrible. Um, then you got. Then you have the fighting PJ Flex at Minnesota, just handling Illinois. Uh, Lovey Smith's looking like he's got that gray beard, and he might be uh, going off into the sunset at the end of the season. Honestly, well, I, I'm pretty sure I saw they uh, they signed him to a five year <laughs> extension. Uh, <laughs> oh, bold really? strategy. I I thought they I thought he'd just go ahead and retire or something like that at this point. Man, I, I think he should. Uh, I think Illinois should just honestly just bulldoze their stadium and, and start over, build from ground up. They absolutely morale is, is low there in, in Champaign for mm-hmm. sure. And oh, or as they call it, Liddyville. Um if if you Liddyville, follow them in recruiting, yeah, which as a Mizzou fan, they've been they've been talking some smack in the recruiting game just because they've been trying to to get some of those St. Louis and Eastern Illinois guys. Um and, and mm-hmm. I just think it's comical mm-hmm. that they you know, to some of the stuff that they, they talk down in the zoo on, but, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Morale is low there for them. Morale is low there for sure. And then, all right. So yeah, like that's a little bit of a whip around college football. Like we said, not a huge, not nothing like huge going on there, but back to Mizzou. Um, there's, uh, who old Jordan Ulmer is transferring. We found that out yesterday. And then also Jeff coat after being injured most of the season, he was supposed to play yesterday, and it turns out he is no longer enrolled at Mizzou. Obviously, um, unfortunate circumstances there could definitely use him on the line. Um, sounded like he was a great talent. Really, mm-hmm. as you said, you've kind of got an inside track on the program. Um, we all 
thought he, you know, he wasn't playing due to injury, but just the fact that he hadn't played five games into the season kind of caused for right. concern given what, what his injury sounded like. Uh, and he was on the depth chart yeah. this week. Um, so it was, he was scheduled to play for sure. Yeah, it's it just... makes you think it was something off the field issue, whether it's trouble mm-hmm. with law, grades, maybe he's homesick. I think he's from South Carolina. Who knows? We'll, we'll find out in due time. Right. Um, it's hard to speculate. All I, all I was, all someone told me is that it's a interesting story and that's all yeah. we have. So well, I mean, basically. And, and this is, it's something that it's not uncommon for, for any program, uh, you know, in college mm-hmm. football, transfers happen. Um, doesn't make doesn't make them bad guys by any means. Sometimes it's just they need a change no. of scenery. They're not getting playing time. They got to do what's best for their careers as as players. And uh, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. wish those two the best of, of luck. I hopefully, um, you know, it's nothing bad off the field stuff. Um, right. But yeah, we'll see. So yeah, I mean, well. Um, I know that you have a big uh, date with Chiefs Kingdom this this right. evening. Waiting that all day correct. on Sunday night. So that's right. So we um just for the record, when everyone's listening to this, should any news, big news, come out, this is a uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning that we're recording this. So if any news comes out, we apologize that we do not have it. But we got a you know big date with Chiefs Kingdom night game. You got to be there for your that's boys. That's right. That's right. A little uh, rematch of the <laughs> conference. Or the divisional uh, playoff game last year. No Andrew Luck this time mm-hmm. for the Colts. Um, Jacoby Brissett, Patrick Mahomes under the lights. One arrow drive. It's electric. Electric in the air, baby. <laughs> so, well, um, you got any final thoughts on Mizzou? Not, not much other than the fact that stay in glass half full, as we always do on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Barry Odom is is riding the ship. Um, which I, I don't think it was ever really in a bad place to begin with. Um, no, but I like, I like what you're yes, saying. Yes, where, sure. you know, I think it, it's, it's the media and the fan base wanting to, you know, raise hell after the Wyoming loss, which is definitely understandable. But um, you got to be encouraged by how we've responded. The defense has really shown up, uh, you know, especially mm-hmm. in a couple games where, you know, tough to get up for the game against the Troy Trojans after a bye week. I mean, coming out and mm-hmm. bad, bad weather, weather and just coming out and just taking care of business. You can't ask for, for more than that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, next week is homecoming. So uh, be sure to kind of read everything that Rocket Nation is going to be having about homecoming this week. We got Nate Edwards doing before the box score this week. Sam Snellian will be back with a podcast of some sort this week as well. Um, but for myself, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mhill underscore and Bennett. You are at Hughes underscore. You are Daddy, correct? I, we got it. I love that. So let's get let's get those followers num- numbers up there for him because uh, I really really like that name and it needs to be everywhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah my oh, ratio is hurting right I now. So um, would love new some new uh, so, followers in the podcast. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, We will be back next week to recap Homecoming, uh, what should be a fun game for sure. Hopefully everyone makes it out. It's a night game. But um, until then, uh, thank you for tuning in, guys.